Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, what's going on, everybody? This is the Talking Texas Podcast. My name is Daniel. It's KWH Half Hope. We do the podcast every Tuesday. Remember to follow us on the social media, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, all at Talking Tactics. LinkedIn. If you're listening on an Apple device, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review. Allegedly. And we'll read it on the show. If you're listening on SoundCloud, remember to hit the hearts. Follow us over there. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. Um, if you want to help the show out in terms of you know giving... I feel like I need like a church organ or something, but uh, you know, <laughs> I, thought, I thought you were gonna be the organ. But... No, 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 that was the old organ sound. Man, so. <laughs> if you want to help us out, three dollars a month, patreon.com forward slash talking tactics. Three dollars a month, you get access to the back catalog of uh, talking tactics extras that we've done. Really fun episodes. We we owe the people two this week, by the way. Half hope, so we'll we'll be on that sh- shortly. I hope. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. For sure. Throw just throw a little bit in the collection plate, man. Help us out. Every little bit adds up and it helps. So let's start the show. We know we have the complicated Chelsea show that drops on Half Hope's channel every Thursday with our friends Abdullahi, who's fucking hilarious, <laughs> and Eddie, who's very smart, it seems, or just very knowledgeable. But mm. we're gonna talk about Chelsea on this too. So I again I was at the dentist um during the match. Mm. So I had my phone. And I saw one nil to Giroud, mm. and I was just kind of monitoring it through like the Google app. Then they started doing whatever they were doing um, to my teeth. And by the time they were finished, I looked at my phone. It was one one with like eighty minutes to go. But obviously, I have to drive back home. So by the time I got back to the house, game was over one one. Add on top of that, what happened with Arsenal earlier in the earlier in the week or on Boxing Day, I suppose. An unpredicted but yet predictable loss to Arsenal 3-1. If we add those kind of two results together, what are your general thoughts and opinions on Chelsea Football Club as it stands? Um, I'll just say, I was lampered out before, um, when it was hired. <laughs> so that was my thing. So my the hashtag was already in full effect the moment that he was announced. And there's um, a tweet that I saw. Someone and I think just encapsulates everything. I think this guy just said that um, this job was too big for Lampard, and I am heartbroken to see how he's been talked about now. This is my original thesis. I didn't want Lampard hired because I didn't want to see him sacked because mm. I did like him as a as a player. I've said this on yep. the podcast multiple times. I didn't want Lampard because eventually Roman will be forced to do something bad to him 
that nobody really wants to see from a Chelsea context. I didn't imagine the majority of the fan base would be willing to suffer as much because it was Frank Lampard. But mm. the more I think about it, the more that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. Is that I'm not willing, not I'm Daniel, but just the general Chelsea fan, I, I suppose. I'm not willing to throw Frank Lampard under the bus in order to save the football club because the attachment that I have to Frank Lampard is so deep because of what he did in 2005, what it, what he helped do in 2012, and all the kind of stories and legends that happened in between. It's mm. really kind of hard to not like Frank Lampard if you're a Chelsea fan in that way. Yeah. And I didn't take that into account. I just took into account kind of the ruthlessness of Abramovich and the novice nature of Lampard's managerial career. And I just kind of put those two things together and thought, this is going to end badly. Now, last season, he got the objectives that he needed to get correct. You know, you got top four, no transfer windows and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, you kind of had that built-in excuse of, we don't have Eden Hazard. We don't have a transfer window. You still reach the objectives, even though it was the worst Premier League, arguably, in the existence of ever. But we can factor in uh, coronavirus into that if we want to. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but now, you've spent the money. There isn't really an excuse that Hazard isn't here. Not to mention, we see, we, we're seeing what Hazard is right now. I don't know how much that person would help you. Mm-hmm. Zard would help you, if we're going to use Have Hope's yeah. terminology. Zard helps. Eden Hazard? This one? Nah. I don't know about <laughs> that. So... We don't have Eden Hazard. You can't use that, really. It's going the way I thought it would, but I'm still surprised there are people who are going to... They're, they're willing to sink with the ship, in a sense. It's, 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 so let's, let's get psychological with this now. So let's look at this on a much more macro level rather than a football level. It's almost been like a interesting social experiment seeing how mm-hmm. Chelsea fans are sort of treating the whole Lampard thing. It's a civil war, bro. Yeah, it's, you know, it's, there is a deep civil war happening and I'm right in the, in the mix schism. of this, man. <laughs> because, see, my thing is this is that. He says I'm right in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> see, my thing is that people want to be happy and people will fight for their, for their happiness and whatever gives them happiness. However obscure what it is, they'll fight for it. There are people in the Chelsea fan base that... Chelsea isn't just supporting a football club. It's a thing. It's a part of your life. So it goes beyond football because for me, no, this is about for football. There's good football. There's bad football. There are right things you do and there are not right things you, you do. But for some other people, no, no, this, this goes beyond football. This is just an attachment thing. As I'm just relating to some people, I'm like, Yo, hey, no, no, these guys are coming at this from a wholly different angle. As in, for them, Frank Lampard, family. Family. That's the the key word there. Frank Lampard is an important member of the family. Mm -hmm. Let's say like a Oscar or a Carvalho or like a um, Ramirez. They're like cousins or really good (laughs) friends. But like a John Terry, a Drogba, a Lampard, these are like your Brothers, these are, like, these are like immediate family. Guys are like extended family. You still love them, but they are ex- they are they are removed. They are, they are like cousins, third cousins, second cousins, all that kind of stuff. But the family, the close guys, 
Lampard, Terry, Drogba, like that spine, check. Because you've so bought into that family aspect, no criticism will be accepted. Mm. Because, no, this Chelsea thing is it's a thing. Because remember, for some people, this is a daily thing. This is a day-to-day thing. Hence why I actually feared for people's sanity when COVID hit. Because, again, from somebody who lives in England, bro, people need football. <laughs> they, like, football is, like, I've always said that if, let's say, for some reason or another, there was no football for an, an entire year, like, people in England, they wouldn't be able to handle, like, five, six months of not being able to see their club play. Like, they'd just go mad. So, once you've so bought into this thing that goes beyond football and it's not, like, a family thing, you can't critique things rationally. Like, I was having a conversation with one guy, again, who calls himself proper Chelsea fan, so yeah. <laughs> and then he, he said that... Anybody um, who has Chelsea or SW6 yeah, yeah. or anything like that in their Twitter handle, I just mute you off top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, mute, <laughs> mute, mute. You see, so so my thing is I that, don't want to hear it, SW6. Yeah, so, like, basically, so for this guy, it's like he said... He actually used the fact that he got Derby County to a playoff final as a tick on his repertoire. <laughs> and I was like, because I said again, like, that's the best. No, but I have hope. That's the best thing in his resume. That's the, no, no, no. no but, but, but my thing is that let's look at the backlog. Or maybe losing the FA Cup final so is now. Let's see the guys who've been Chelsea manager we, since Abramovich has taken over. Claudio Ranieri. So, so oh, no, 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 no. I'm going to have a different angle. So you have Champions League winner, World Cup winner. Yeah, we have a a treble winner. Treble. We have a guy who took South Korea to a World Cup semi. Yeah, we have a treble winner in Mourinho. Yeah, we... a, a baby treble winner in Vias Boas. Yeah, who, he we, won we... Europa League, Portuguese League, and Portuguese Cup. Yeah, and, and also you, you can say well, what it is and everything. You can say it's a one-team league. We have a guy who won multiple Serie A titles, and then we have a guy who took Napoli to runners-up. And also managed to coach a team that had a player who has broken the goal scoring record in one of the hardest leagues to break the goal scoring record in in um, Higa and when he got 36 goals. So that's the CVs of guys who's taken over. And you compare that to a guy who took Derby County to the playoff final. <laughs> it's like that is a massive drop off. But the, the have of if if you're if you're gonna reach for straws or clutch for straws, whatever the saying is. Mm. If that's the best thing in his resume, then that's the best thing in his resume. That I took Derby to sixth. I got to the playoff final, I think. Mm-hmm. And I think they lost to Villa. Yeah, Villa, yeah. And then he got the Chelsea job off of that. So that's what he's done. So if that's the best thing, that's what I can put on the table. I kind of get it. Wait, wait, wait. You guess what? I kind of get if 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 I'm trying to go to bat for Lampard and I'm trying to argue against you, if that's the best thing I have to put on the table, then that's what I'm putting on the table. Like, if somebody wants to argue for Poch, what would they put on the table? He, he got final. to a Champions League final. They he, they they wouldn't tell you, yeah, but he started Kane when maybe he shouldn't have, mm. and they lost the final because of that. Or you know, obviously we got to give Liverpool credit, but you know, that's what they're gonna put on the table is no trophies, but so if I'm arguing Lampard against you. I'm putting a I'm putting Darby on the table. Like you can laugh at me for it, <laughs> and you can say that's stupid, but that's what I got, and that's what I got to give. So, give me the best that I got. Okay, but 
And then my thing is, okay, of what value is that? Is a playoff final? It's the best that I got, bro. <laughs> no, 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 but, 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 Let's go into the Frank Lampard. Thing. Let us look I, at Frank Lampard. He's balding. He is true. Where are his see, lips? No, I'm just kidding. See, see, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> well, what's it called? We see. I am very interested to to know what the relationship is between Lampard and Abramovich because because I remember when Chelsea won this the the, the, the league. And Abramovich is very private. You don't really see much of him. But I remember that photo so where it was him. So was it Abramovich, Terry Lampard, and I think Drogba in the dressing room. After they won the league, and I was like, "Oh, wow, damn!" Like you hardly really see him around, mm. and I think that Abramovich isn't allowed in England. I don't think right now. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah, yeah. of some Russian yeah, UK relations. Stuff, yeah. So, so, that's so part of it. my thing is that so Abramovich, for in his mind, he's like, okay, like okay. Here's my theory. Ooh. And and and, and I, think, I think you may have the same theory as me. Okay. Transfer ban. Yep. Okay, we need. Something. Okay, Lampard, fair enough. He doesn't have much experience, but this will just keep... This will make people happy. Transfer ban, probably ex- lost hazard. Okay, this is a season where we finish 6th, 7th, 8th. It is what it is, and then we'll then build afterwards. Oh, damn. You go fourth? Okay, let me see what this guy does. Let me actually give him money and so forth, because the plan was you come in as an interim. When I find a real manager... Cool, thanks, Lampard. You maybe got some experience. This was a, this was a whole sentimental thing, but thank you. But now that he's been given the full job, now Abramovich is like, okay, yeah, maybe this guy isn't that good. Because I think what guys have to realize is that unless Abramovich has done a one eighty and had a pers- a his personality has completely flipped, we know who this guy is. He's a Russian billionaire. I know Russians. <laughs> okay. I've gone to school with a lot of Russian people. They think and operate a certain way. <laughs> so when people say, oh no, Abramovich is going to give him time because Abramovich knows that this is a rebuild. Rebuild? Do you know, <laughs> do you know who you're, de- you're dealing with? A Russian billionaire who, I have read documentaries about how he acquired his money. I don't, want to, I don't know how it is, but it is what it is. So once you're dealing with this kind of a person... He's trying to get us killed. <laughs> you know, in his mind is that if I invest money, I expect to win. I'm not investing money. Okay. And then and then I expect to win in three, four years' time. Okay, <laughs> have hope. Could could I make an argument to you? Could you be convinced mm-hmm. by this by this? That No. <laughs> Since twenty twelve in Roman conquered Europe in a sense, he hasn't been as ruthless as he was in the first seven years as he has subsequent to that so Di Matteo gets hired because he wins the Champions League but he never really wants to hire him so he sacks him brings in Benitez as the caretaker you give Mourinho it for 2013-14 2014-15 and 2015-16 is so bad that you're kind of forced to get rid of him because the players quit so I did he want to get rid of Mourinho the second time probably not but he just had to because the players just down tools to a to a level that was just unacceptable. So you bring in Hiddink as the interim, then you bring in Conte. Conte wins you the league, second season, he decides, I just want to get paid and get the hell out of here. So boom, 
Conte has to go. It's not that Roman wants to sack him. He didn't even sack him. I bet. I bet you they just left on yeah, severance package, mutual ag- agreement or whatever it was. Sorry comes to England, and Sorry isn't sacked. Sorry spends a season here, meaning with Chelsea. The fans are talking about fuck Sorry ball, fuck this, fuck that. We don't want him, and he has a job offer from Juventus. So he's like, I want to go, and mm. the club were like, fine, we'll let you go. And he goes to Juventus, wins the league. Obviously, Pirlo comes, but that's that's going off the beaten path. Before that, though, Ranieri got to a Champions League semifinal, and that wasn't good enough. So they sacked him from Mourinho. Mourinho does all right, but he doesn't win the Champions League. So 2007, 2008, they get rid of him, bring in Grant. Scolari started off trash. They sacked him immediately. <laughs> he brought, brought it hitting. We know what happened in 09. Then they bring in Ancelotti. Finishes second in the league, but doesn't do well in the Champions League. In the tunnel at Goodison Park. Sacked. <laughs> then they bring in Andre Villas-Boas. Four months, five months, however long it was. It's not working. Sacked. In the middle of the season. <laughs> so, like, I feel like early Abramovich, because the, because they hadn't won Champions League, he was very ruthless. Now that you can kind of see the circumstances that have brought about being let go at the end of the year with Sarri, with Conte, and Mourinho had kind of had to happen the second time. I don't think Roman is as ruthless as he was because he has the trophy in his cabinet already. Now, now that, that, that isn't to say his personality has completely changed. Obviously not, because he is who he is. He's a, he wants to win. But I don't think he's as ruthless as he was at the beginning. So I suspect Lampard, will. he's not going to get sacked. He'll get at least to the end of the season like Conte did, like Sarri did. And then they'll probably reevaluate whether they want to keep him for the next year. But I, there is no way I can see Frank Lampard. You wake up one day and you get the little bing. For, like, if it happens at night, it'll probably be me who puts it in the group chat. Like, yo, they, they sack Frank. There's no way you're going to wake up to that text message. There's no way. Because they, they, they can't. They just can't. The, the oh, same oh, way oh, I don't oh, think oh, Madrid oh. would sack Zidane. So you're saying that Lampard, Lampard is never getting sacked? He won't get sacked, but they'll have, like, by mutual agreement. Mutual I don't I don't think I, I'm the right man to carry it forward or I've taken the project oh, as no, far no. as I can go. They'll spin it in some way to where it, it can never be a sacking because that's too Perfect. Oh, no, 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 no. Too you're, much. You're going to a very interesting area now. If I, if I could tie it back in, it goes back to your family point. Frank Lampard is family to Chelsea. You can't do that. You can't sack him. The same way Zidane is family to Madrid. I don't think they can sack him. Mm. They can. We, we've agreed to mutually part ways, mutually beneficial. He'll, he's always welcome at the club. Woo, woo, woo. It's not going to be like Conte. Conte sued Chelsea after he got the severance package. That guy's just, he's different. But, but, but see, this is where it gets interesting and very, very dangerous. And this is why I'm actually very now worried. <laughs> because Lampard doesn't strike to me as someone that will be like, Nah, I don't think I'm doing good enough. I want to step down. Mm. I think that even if Chelsea are 8th, ninth, 10th, he will spin it to a way where, oh no, it's a rebuild. And they have a bunch of numbskulls and cultists who will <laughs> buy into that. So That's a bunch rude. of numbskulls will be like, if Chelsea are 10th, they'll be like, this is a rebuild process. Don't worry. It's all about rebuild. Maybe Mr. Mance is at the heart of this whole thing. So in three years, we'll... So... <laughs> and that is just what has more money because right now the football is effing garbage it is clueless and I think Lampard in his mind knows and this is the sick thing 
He knows that I, I can't, I, I won't get get sacked because I'm family. So because he knows that he won't get sacked, he's like, no, 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 it's all a process. Don't worry. Like, I, we have time. And that's what pisses me off because Sari and Conte, they knew, bro, if you don't deliver, you'll get sacked. And that fear of the sack makes you sharp. Paris, mm-hmm. anytime that anyone comes to Real Madrid, bro, you, you are here to de- de- deliver. I'm going to give you the, the money. We have the image. We're here to, to deliver. I didn't sign up for a five-year rebuild. <laughs> I didn't sign up for that crap. Okay, I got, I got, there are some, okay, and just to tie this all together, I think. There are some fans who still have Roman's old mentality. I might count myself among those if I want to class myself as a Chelsea fan. At first, Chelsea, I wasn't a Chelsea fan to win things because that wasn't what the club was about, mm. like early 2000s. Of course, they were winning FA Cups and all that kind of stuff, but it wasn't, we're here to win the Champions League. Roman comes, and this is as, you know, I'm turning 14, 13, those times. From 13, 14 years old, I'm 30 now, the club has been all about winning. Mm. The little, the few years, uh, you know, I was like 10, 11, where I was picking clubs, that's fine. That's cool. But the since I've been a Chelsea fan, really, just so happens, some Russian guy came and he's all about winning. So in in many ways, I feel like it's, it's it goes to that Civil War point where there are some people who they have Roman's old mentality, like this club, I joined this club, I gave my heart to this club because... God knows what's going on in my life, but I know this club wants to win, <laughs> you know? But there are other fans, proper Chelsea fans, what have you. I've been around since the 70s, since the 80s. You don't know what it's like yeah. to just watch all white football players get relegated. Those kinds of people. <laughs> so, they, they, yo, we were in League 1, League 2. We were in the championship or the second division back in the days. Like, the real dark days of Chelsea. This is light work to them. So we're just sixth. Come on, I don't come to Chelsea to win. I come to Chelsea because of the the familial nature of being in West London and those kind of workman ethic. And, you know, that, that core of Chelsea, that's like, it's not about what the club does. It's just that the club exists. Mm. And it's those people against the kind of newer Chelsea fans who are, <laughs> yo, Roman told me that when I pledge my loyalty or pledge my allegiance to this thing, I'm here to win. That's what he told me. Like he he called me, Daniel, because you're a Chelsea fan, I promise I'm gonna do everything to win. I don't care if it's Frank Lampard. I don't care if it's Didier Drogba. They're getting sacked, we're gonna win. And that, I, that and that those are the two mentalities that are clashing against each other. You don't know because that's the way you don't bring in someone like Abdullahi. Because <laughs> Abdullahi has always said, because obviously he's he's a bit younger than both of us. He's always said that he began spotting them in 03. Because I think I would like might be in his twenties or something. So mm-hmm. All three makes sense as to where he'd start to support them. Even as opposed to them in all three, that is a very different Chelsea. Mm-hmm. With a very different concept. See, for me, my thing, see, 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 but here's my thing. I began following them in the mid-90s. So this was Ken Bates as the chairman. <laughs> and what's it called? Michael Dubry, Dennis Wise, and all those. those <laughs> Michael Dubry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is what it is. You know, so Dubri and and Desai of center back partnership before his time. <laughs> Actually, it was I don't think I don't think Desai was they? with Dubri. Did they? No, no, no. Or, Dubri or was, it, was it, before. It would have been Dubri and Lebouf. 
Yes. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, yeah probably. But, but maybe yeah. not just like because I was thinking, did they have two black center backs at one point? <laughs> yeah. Or maybe so, maybe I'm thinking like Baba Yaro and Desai and all this guys. So, so, so my thing, my thing with Chelsea back then was the way that they played. They were they yes. were lovable. Yeah. Look, I told you, underdogs. I told you, kind of. away at Bradford City, you could almost bank on a Dinwendas brace. Chelsea would always lose to Bradford City, Dinwendas brace. It is what it is. But just how they played, they had mostly foreign players. So I was foreign, so I, I sort of could connect with them. And of course, they Zola. did play a season together, bro. Ninety-eight, ninety-nine. Oh, I do you just okay. researched it. So, so that's probably at the end of Dewey's tenure because Dewey yeah, was yeah. there before. That's I. Yeah. So. He went to when, but then when Abramovich came in, and he came with, with all the money, the mindset's changed. <laughs> all the money. Not just all the money. All the money. He, he came with all the money. And from that point on, I was like, for me, see, see, this is the thing about me. And I think maybe it comes from, which is why Nigerians and Russians are quite similar. Oh, boy. And I can even go into the whole thing of like, if you see an Eastern European woman with a black guy, most likely that, that black guy is Nigerian. There are... There's a kind of um, definitiveness that Nigerians and like Eastern European Russians have, you know. And, and I was even, yeah, I was speaking to a girl about this, and I said, "Wait, why is this connection between Nigerians, African people, and thing?" And they said, "You know, maybe that we have the same sense of family and so forth, and, and we, 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 we 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 value these things." That's at, on one point. But another point is, I understand Abramovich's things of your sex. I actually, I actually understand that because <laughs> I'm like, okay, it is what it is. So, see, for many fans, maybe older fans are like, no, 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 you can't just sack a guy. You have to give him time, you have to time, time to, to to fail. But I like that whole impulsive thing of like, you are under pressure. If you don't deliver, you'll be sacked. So, you are raising the benchmark of what is expected of you because Abramovich will he will he will do his part of the bargain. I will put money in. I will invest mm-hmm. and I'll put money in. But once I put money in, you have to deliver. So I've done my part of the bargain. Now you have to do your part of the bargain. The decision I have now is what is this crap? Because why should Frank Lampard be the one to lead the Chelsea revolution and to change um, how, how, how Chelsea operates? Because this is, this is what aggravates me about some people. And this is where people are not using their brains. <laughs> you being a player has nothing to do with management. If you think about it, and I think someone even said this to me online, most of the players who've been good managers are further back. DMs, defenders, keepers. Mm-hmm. You know, Pep Guardiola was a DM. Dino Zoff was a goalkeeper. Beckenbauer was a defender. You know, this was off the top of my head of guys who were they, like and uh, I think Chelsea was like a central mid mid fielder, but this is the guys somewhere, man. Pep, DM, Beckenbauer, defender, Dinozov, goalkeeper, keeper. So my thing is, you just being a great player that brought so much to, to to Chelsea doesn't mean you'll be an amazing man- manager. And people disrespect one of the hardest, most complex jobs in sport, which is a football manager. Because football is such a complex sport with so many variables that you can do all the right things and still lose. Because football is such a complicated sport and being a manager is so complicated based on how many how many things you have to think about. So you just being an amazing player doesn't mean that you make an amazing manager. Like 
there are very few great players that made great managers. Very few. The only one I can think of is Zidane. <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> um, <clears throat> there, there was one point I had. Um, and I think Ben brings up a good point. Do you think Abramovich is as interested in Chelsea as he once was? That's not given, given the fact that, like, you know, for all intent and purpose, he's created a big British business. Chelsea weren't what they are now before him. Mm. But you still won't let me in the country? Yeah, like, that's, that's interesting to me. Like, I wonder if his, if he's more interested in keeping the value of Chelsea high so when it's time to sell... Mm. He gets as much money as he can, or he should. Right? Oh, no, but it's, it's, that's so right. You know, that's reminds me of Al Fayed. I mean, do you know who Al Fayed is? Mm, maybe if you explained. You know Diana Dodi Al Fayed? Yeah, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. The father. Because you know he owns Harrods. I didn't know that. But... Yep, so yeah, he owns Harrods. And you obviously know what Harrods is. <laughs> One of the most popular shops in the world, based on just how expensive things are. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like it's basically like a high, high, high-tier upper-class shop. That brings in a lot of revenue based on just um, how expensive things are there. I know to this day they've not given him a red British passport. Hmm. He's Egyptian, no? Or they were Egyptian? Were I'm, not sure. I'm not sure. I'm not sure. And I need, I need to double check that. But um, that is very interesting. Because for Abramovich, you're like, look at the value I've brought to the country in England based on, 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 on Chelsea. And you're not going to do a little thing and allow me back into the country there's a like no, the, the only game he's attended or has uh, at least this year that i've seen was the one in krasnodar because it's in russia but my last point was i do find it interesting just kind of going back to this point and the tweets that i just put out that the same people who are like it doesn't matter chelsea were in the doldrums in the 80s and in the early 90s woo woo, woo. these same people I think a, a, a healthy percentage of them were the same ones who in 2018-19 were in the stadium talking about fuck sorry ball, mm. fuck sorry ball, like those people, I don't know if they've kind of taken the bait too in terms of this is a winning project now. And if it doesn't seem like this guy can get us to win, which sorry eventually did, then he has to go. But because it's Lampard, going back to your family point, there's just some people that we can't say Lampard ball. And what even is Lampard ball? Vibes. <laughs> uh, nah. It's just, I don't think it exists. Like Lampard doesn't have, I've been wondering this from the very beginning. And maybe we need to bring on Nini or somebody. Mm. What, what is he trying to do? I think no, no, no. I th- no, but uh, I, I've okay. been watching football a long time. <clears throat> I I can see what Klopp's trying to do. I can see what Guardiola's trying to do. I can understand what Sari was trying to do. Even no, no, for no, no, Arteta, no. I can kind of s- I can see what he's kind of trying to do. He just doesn't do. have the players. But Lampard, no, no, no. <sighs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. Basically, I think first of all, he doesn't know what he, what he's trying to do. But just to try <laughs> and just be like, I think it's about energy, efforts. And just try and move. Did you the see ball. what he said after the after the Arsenal game? Yes. Yo, it's, he's like he he said something to the effect of like everyone is lazy. No, it was it was something. It was more than that. It was sometimes it's not about the basic, or so, sometimes it's about the basics. Sometimes it's not about tactics and strategies. 
<laughs> it's just about running hard and are you willing to sprint? I mean, More of this fuck? running and sprinting and it is about tactics, bro. Of course it's about tactics. It is what about are... strategy. And if the players aren't doing the basics right as the manager, whose fault is that? No, 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 no. And also, no, even more so on that, on that point. I can understand when you say one player is lazy. I get that. If you're branding several players as lazy, I'm looking at the manager. Because why are you, you have them? No, 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 no. It's not that is why would players be lazy as a group? So something you're doing as a manager obviously isn't right. I can understand when you, you can single out a player who is lazy amongst other players who are all giving an effort. If you're seeing a group of players are lazy and they're not trying as a whole, you have to look at the leader. There's something that you're doing just that simply isn't right. Because that is very weird that for a top a top tier team to be lazy in a game against Arsenal. So, what else do I have written down here? Because we could ramble about Chelsea for another 30 minutes if we wanted to. Liverpool. Now, why does it seem like they're having problems with the promoted? So, Fulham dropped two points. West Brom dropped two points. Do we talk about Allardyce? I'll let you choose. But what stands out about Liverpool's draw? <laughs> Funny, I, I, before we came, and I'm just like looking at stories and everything. I think I saw something that said, um, I think Klopp blames... Um, West Brom for playing a six four zero formation. <laughs> and my thing about it is that Yo, no pause, pause quick. Do you remember when Mourinho said that um Allardyce was playing eighteenth century football? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and then he came on, he was like, I knew it. I knew he wouldn't be able to yeah, take yeah, it. Yeah, he yeah, can't yeah, take yeah, yeah. it. He can't take it, can't he can't. <laughs> Shout out Big Sam, man. Shout out Big Sam. No, no, see. I, you have to respect Big Sam because Big Sam, he doesn't hide who he is. Mm-mm. And he knows what he is. Mm-hmm. And you know what you're getting. You're getting thuggery. You're getting good old. You're getting down the pub, mate. If you're getting three pints. That's what you're getting from Big Sam. So my thing about this is that, you see, I hate when managers say that. Specifically, like, teams of the, of managers of the superior team. When um, you can't, you've dropped points. And they say, oh, you played a defensive formation. You were too defensive. I'm like... What are they supposed to, to do? <laughs> the, 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 the goal of the game is to win. That's the first thing. Yep. If you can't win, try not to lose. First Take port a of call is to win. Second port of call, to not win. Not to lose. <laughs> it's to <laughs> win. Like, do you, know, do you know what pisses me off the most? When it's a, a small team, let's say like a Norwich or a team like that, we're playing Manchester City, mm. and Pep in his post-match will be like, nah, they played, really, they played very well. I was so happy with the way that they played. Mm. And they just beat them like 5-1. It's like, of course you're happy about how they played because they played right into your hands. It's yeah, like, yeah, 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 like yeah, the yeah. whole bravery and they were they played football that. the I, right I way. Yeah, yeah, and he'll yeah. congratulate them. Or like they beat Southampton like 9-1 or whatever it was. I'm mm. sure he came out and said something great or to the effect of they played so great. They played fantastically. It's like, of course they did. They yeah. played right into your fingertips. So I like it when the manager comes out and says they play 18th century football. They play a six-four-zero formation. Mm. That's telling me that Big Sam, that all those t- all those kinds of managers that make it difficult are doing what they're supposed to do. Yeah. Our players aren't as good as yours. You want us to play back and forth with you? That's just no, that's suicidal. That's stupid. It's stupid. It's yeah, not because, smart. Because again, this is the simple thing about football. The superior team will win nine point nine times out of ten if you play open. Mm-hmm. 
because the the team with the better players, if it's fully open, will beat you nine times out of ten. The one time you beat them is if they just miss all their chances and you just get lucky by them just missing all their chances. So the best chance you have of beating them is if you're going to make it very difficult for them to get any chances, be very defensive, and just walk on those set pieces, counterattacks, and breakaways. Exactly. Like Ben says, that's what that's what everyone says about Leeds when they get a spanking. Oh, y'all played great. Yeah. Like Bielsa, y'all played the, the right way. What For me, the mean? right way is how do I win this game? Or how, how do, do I not this? lose it? No, because see, the beauty the beauty of management is, and obviously we'll, we'll obviously get to this when, when we do our Styles football manager fights, stream. Bro. Styles yeah. make fights, bro. Styles make fights. Basically, when we do our football manager stream, you'll, yes. you'll basically see it, is that these are the players that we have. This is their strengths and their weaknesses. Like, for instance, whenever I do football manager, I always pick a team that's the thing is to avoid relegation. The first thing that I do is, all right, who are the best finishers, the best playmakers, who are the, who, who, who can cross speed. So I know what to play. Pace and power. <laughs> yeah, pace and power. So I'm like, okay, these guys have these attributes. I can't play short. This guy is tall. Okay, I've got to go long. I don't want to go long. I don't like going long, but it's what I have. I can't force a um, circle into a square peg. I have to say, this is what they have, and you have to measure <laughs> your thing to them. So. <laughs> you said that shit backwards. I know, I know, I know, I know. Because as I said, I was like, yeah, and then I got it wrong. I just thought people just like, you, you wouldn't know, not notice. Wait, 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 what's the saying? Is it squares? Is you can't force. I don't know if it's round peg into a square hole or square peg into a round hole, but it's not. No, you don't no, force it, the circle into the square peg. It's round hole into a square peg. Yeah, round hole into a square peg. And you can't have a, a square hole. What the heck? Yeah, you can. When you look at a hole, a hole is round. Not necessarily. A hole is round. But it must. It must be round hole. It must be so square peg round hole. Anyway. First form is just about as bad as Chelsea's, by the way. It was Wolves who they played. Who did they play on Boxing Day? Wolves. They keep losing at like the last minute. Like Liverpool. Oh, it's not losing, but just dropping points at the last minute. So Liverpool, Crystal Palace before that, I think. They, 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 they now, lack the concentration. And now Wolves. They lack the concentration. That is, that, that, that's, if you keep conceding in the last few minutes, your concentration is brick-like. It's kind of it goes back to what we were saying, or at least what you said, because I think I did give them a chance to like they can win the league, and I still think there's like an outside chance that they nah, can come nah, back. Nah, but there's, there's no chance. There's, there's just no there's chance. something missing, and I don't know if this is like you know how we talk about generational curses or just like just something deep inside the fabric of something. I wonder <laughs> if this is like, like this is Mourinho's biggest task. Can you undo Spurs being Spurs? Can he undo that? That would be his biggest feat as a manager, perhaps even bigger than a treble, is if he can like reverse the nature of a complete football club and a complete entity into actually being winners. Last thing in the Premier League, though, Cavani. Apparently, Manchester United want to give him an extension. Um, he's 33 years old. Do you think that makes sense? 100%. And why is he is a very good goal scorer mm-hmm. and his goal scoring talents will are not predicated on his physicality so michael owen once he had those injuries and he lost his, his speed he was pretty much screwed mm-hmm. could still finish but speed was a very large um aspect to what made him so good r9 
which is what's made his auto exploits so amazing. A lot of R9's qualities was based on his explosiveness. Once he his knee blew up, that explosiveness was gone. Damn. No, no, no. It, like, I know, it, it, I know, it, it, it's true. I'm just yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So, um, my thing is, um, you now look at um, Cavani. Cavani's game, Cavani was never, has never been the quickest player. He's never, no, no, he's, he's not quick. He is he's, fast. He was fast. Like, Napoli days, he was really nah, fast. No, nah. Like, he was not known as a fast player. Even in Napoli, his I'm not saying was, he's Daniel James or, like, one of those. But, like, it's not like he was a slow poke. No, no, it's not, no. Basically, his speed was, okay, yeah, regular kind of speed. But you wouldn't call him a, a quick player. I would. Like, in Napoli, a lot of his goals were based purely on movement. The guy just has very good movement and very good awareness of knowing where and where to be. So his goal scoring acumen and just psychology is very, very good. You don't really lose that with age. And I think Cavani, his biggest issue was Champions League, key game 1v1, he's missing. Mm. So that was it. But you look throughout the season, he's hitting 30 plus plus goals. For Napoli, he was hitting uh, he's hitting 20 plus goals in the Serie A. For Napoli, okay, and now and that was with Lavetti and after Lavetti left. Okay, so. I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna give you like the first four strikers that I think of when I think of like movement inside the box, and I want you to tell me who's better. Okay, so we got Cavani, Giroud. And I'm gonna give you two classics like Inzaghi and Vanessa Roy. Like who? Which one of those four? Obviously, it's a mad combination, but I'm just mm. curious what you think because they're the first four that came to my head, especially especially after after I watched Giroud's goal today. I was like, "Yo, that's he's yeah, it's, he's it's, clever." It's really um, good, yeah. Which one of those do you think has the best movement in the out of, box? Out of those four, mm-hmm. it might have to be Inzaghi. <laughs> but the thing about him was like, if he was if VAR existed, half of his goals would disappear. Yeah, that, yeah, yeah. yeah no, that's the thing. No, so see, how good is your movement really? But, but but my thing about it is People. that is that once he knew about VR, I think he would have tweaked his <laughs> his, his his game to to VAR. It wasn't the thing that Van Nistelrooy. None of his goals from Manchester United came outside, outside the, the box. box. One All goal in the he, box. No, no one. No, he scored one goal out of the box. I think, which was weird. But I think there was one goal he scored where he actually dribbled from the halfway line. But most of his goals were inside the box. So yeah, if you could create like the perfect penalty box striker. I think I would want like, give me Giroud's frame, and like Cavani's sense of timing, and then like Vanisteroy's finishing or something like that. Oh, well, nothing like, from Inzaghi. I mean the hair. <laughs> I, I don't know. <laughs> oh no no no! You say I mean Inzaghi's anticipation. Okay. Yeah. There you go. Um. Anyway, but I'm sure somebody will come up. With, how how could you forget? Such and such. Can you think of any other, like, obviously Giroud's there just because I watched him basically every week, but mm. can you think of any, like, other really good penalty box strikers? You see, penalty box strikers. Um, just, like, movement, like, near post runs and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think, yeah, most of this, I think most of the strikers you see are not, they were pretty much all around. They're not really about, okay, wow, they are really amazing at that kind of movement in the, in the, in the box. Mm. Yeah, it's probably, probably those, man. All right. Um, okay, I want to. We have three more things left, so let's let's talk about this. I put out a series of tweets 
after Benzema did some stuff for Real Madrid, whenever it was, Benzema did something. I think he scored a goal. And I looked up how old he was. He was 33. And it got me thinking again, like, okay, Cristiano's 35, Messi's 33, Ibrahimovic, obviously, he's 39, Modric is 35, um, Lewandowski's coming up into, like, 32, 33. Um, just, you know, there's just a bunch of really good, solid footballers who are above the age of 32, 33, 34, 35, and then Ibra's obviously in his own category. He's almost like a generation before, but he's just still stuck around, if that makes sense. Because um, you would put him with like the Drogba class or the, those kinds of strikers, but you know he just hasn't gone away. And I was thinking, what is it? How come people think 30 is the cliff? And I was thinking, well, maybe it's because... Footballers in the 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, even to an extent, did they have access to the same level of science? Mm. Meaning sports science, obviously what you eat, um, how often you work out, mapping when you work out, all that kind of stuff. Plus the technology of, you know, you put on the little the thing to, that looks like a bra to me, like a training bra, whatever it is. And inside of that, they can monitor your heart rate, how much you've traveled, distance, you know, calories, all that kind of stuff. If you didn't have access to that, obviously that the people are being paid more money. Um, I'm sure Ronaldo puts millions of dollars a year into his body and maintaining fitness and training regimens and hyperbaric chambers and just all the stuff that comes with it, nutrition. Perhaps it's time to start thinking because footballers of the of, of the past eras didn't necessarily have access to that. Obviously, there's like one-offs everywhere. So if anybody knows anything about, I watched a documentary about a guy called Sir Stanley Matthews. You know, you know about this guy? Yeah. The first ever Ballon d'Or winner. He won it when he was 41 years old in 1956. He'd been playing football since 15, 16, 17, somewhere there, like 1930-ish. And his career lasted until like 1960-something. Like he played until he was 50 years old. Like his last professional game was at 50. And they say, you know, he only drank like a certain amount. He like... He was very particular. Like, he would go to the beach. He played for Blackpool. First, he played for Stoke. Then, he played for Blackpool. And one of the things that he liked about playing for Blackpool was because it was on the sea or the coast, mm. you had access to, like, the beach and the cold sea air or whatever it was. He said like that, that kept him going up until 50. So, obviously, there are stories in the past of people who lasted a long time. But right now, there are just so many. Like, he was like a one-off that played past 35 or so. Now we're seeing a lot more. So I'm thinking perhaps, you know, if you fall off at 30, and like I said in my tweet, like I'm looking at Eden Hazard, like, bro, if you fall off at 30 now, you don't have that excuse like, ah, he's 30, he's over it. Like, nah. Because how is Modric able to do it? People thought Modric was done last year after what happened, or maybe it was two seasons ago after the World Cup. He had to play 120 minutes five times over the summer. He didn't get any rest. He comes back. He looks old. But actually, you give him a summer off for the COVID break or whatever it was. He looks good. He looks like the Ballon d'Or winner from 2018. So I'm thinking just, hmm, if you fall off at 30, there's something wrong with you now. It's not about age at this point. So I'm thinking maybe we could extend prime years. Like 33, 34, 35. What do you think about that? It's, it's a different world. Uh, dieting is... Di- like, what's it called? Remember, Wenger, people say that Wenger changed the football culture in England. 
because he introduced dieting, how the meals you have and different preparation methods, which is what's what which is what's made Arsenal so different and and people sort of line and took up on what Wenger introduced back in the late nineties. So my thing is, yeah, like in life terms, thirty is still youngish. Mm-hmm. You know, you you're really becoming old from fifty onwards. Forties when okay, that is your last <laughs> maturing age, man. But in football, we just viewed thirty as old. Thirty is you're still young, you yeah. know. So my thing is that yeah, keep in mind as well that people's bodies age differently. Mm-hmm. So there are people who you can you can find some forty five year olds who are fitter and healthier than some twenty five year olds. Mm. <laughs> you know that can happen. A forty five year old who has spent most of his time eating healthy, training healthy, running, and so forth is in better shape than a 25-year-old who just eats Mars bars, sleeps all day, and hardly does any exercise, you know? So yeah. it's about your gene- your genes, your gen- genetics, how you live, your health style, and so forth. So I think that, yeah, that notion of once you hit 30, you're done, I think that's that's been pretty much thrown under the wind. I think it's it's that combination. Sometimes you may not have those. I think Cristiano has specific genes where, hey, my body can keep on going on and on earlier, um, later in, in some of my years, but also as well, it's doing the work. Because Cristiano will spend those late hours in the gym. Yeah. He will diligently eat healthy, watch every single thing that he eats. And I think all of that's combined in peak con- condition. But I think no matter where we are, 35, 36, 37, that's when, okay, it's going to be pretty tough for you to be um, hacking it with. And also, and also, let's keep it real. See, my thing is this is that it's about changing your game. Mm, adapting. So, yeah, see, Pierlo in his 20s and so forth was different from the Pierlo we saw during his later years. Because during his later years, he was he played much more deeper he didn't go up as much and his football was a lot more mental and psychological. Mm. So he thought about it a lot more. Um, see, for Benzema, his football is now, is now trying to now be involved a lot more with how the game is played. So I think, yeah, like Messi as well. Messi is like, okay, like, I can't just be the guy that's just attacking and being shy. Let me now be much more of the creator, hold the ball, I just slow down my game, I just be think about it a lot more. You see, so, it's, for me, it's, it's not necessarily a point that players haven't played to older ages before you think of players like gigs and skulls and you know they're mostly manchester united dudes i can think of like Sheringham and all those old yeah, dudes right? he was like 40 man yeah but what level was he at as a 40 year old is kind of what i'm getting at so like the the level that messi's playing at the level that cristiano's playing at the level that ibrahimovic is playing at the level that modric is playing at it's not the same but it's not a complete total drop off of what they were when they were 31 30 mm. does that make sense so it's mm-hmm. like the, i think the peak years are maybe increased by like one or two maybe even 3 years depending on how you take care of yourself the genes etc so i think that's a factor and obviously i think you're smart to bring up adapt adaptation and you can't play the same way you were as a 20 year old you can't do the same things you can't take as many liberties and all that kind of stuff but so I'm I'm saying the the level that you can play as an older person and 
the amount of older people who are going to be able to play into their 36, 37 at that level, I think is going to increase. So like the likes of uh, Thiago Silva's 36, he's still playing at a great level. Like PSG didn't want to let him go to Chelsea. Um, Frank Ribéry is 37 years old at Fiorentina balling. You wouldn't have thought that was possible maybe, <laughs> you know, <laughs> eight years ago or something like that. So I think that's interesting. And then I, I put the tweet out and people told me like, yo, look at tennis. Tennis is kind of the same to where your peak years would have been 25, 26, something like that. Now you got like Federer, Nadal, Djokovic, all of those guys are, are old, <laughs> but they're still the best tennis players in the world because they add the experience of playing all those years plus the technological advances and whatnot. So even Serena, Serena's like 36, 37, 38, 39 maybe? Had a child and everything, and she's yeah. still getting to finals and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. She, so, you know, I think, yeah, she was, she was pregnant during, when she won the Australian Open. Abdullahi is on football terrace right now. <laughs> oh, he is? <laughs> He's coming up, bro. Yeah, <laughs> you, you, you made a star. <laughs> you, know what's, you know what's cool about Abdullahi? It's his accent, bro. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. No, 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 no. The guy is very Nigerian, man. Very It's Nigerian. like... Some people, I'm sure they have to like listen. What did he say? <laughs> For me, I can I can get it because like my dad has a, yeah, a yeah, has yeah, a pretty yeah, good yeah. accent, so I can pretty much understand everybody. But uh, that's 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 just the point on on aging. Plus, I'm trying to find ways to where I don't feel as old now that I'm 30. So mm. the more people above my age that keep playing, that's good for me because it just makes me feel younger. So. The player I'm testing this out with, though, is going to be Kante. If Kante can extend his career into 36, 37, I know I'm onto something. Um, last point. How can you have a player of the century in 2020? This, I hate individual awards so wait, much. Wait, 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 wait. Hold, hold up. I need you to help me here. Okay, so century, that's 100 years. Yes. So, so, for so for instance, the athlete of the 20th century, which was the century before 1900 to 1999, was Muhammad Ali. Okay, okay. So, the the 20th century is 1900 to to, to 1999. Yes, and the 21st century is from it, 2000 to 2099. We are at 2020. There are still somebody do the math for me. You know, 78 yeah, yeah, years, yeah, yeah. whatever it, was, it is. I don't yeah, know. So, <laughs> 79 yeah. years left. How can Ronaldo be the guy? Now, I understand why you do it. Because we want Ronaldo to come to Dubai. We wanted to give him the award. It makes us look good. Carl, as as ever, has talked to us about soft power and making people kind of come to your country and check it out. And we get it. What you know, United Arab Emirates and Dubai are about. Mm. But don't call it the player of the century like i because century sounds way better than player of the last decade that's or, why no 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 no. because or, or, so, or player of the first 20 years no, of no, the no, century no. like as someone said like it just sounds sexier play the century player just sounds century. sexier but it's dumb none of us maybe a few in the comments if you're young enough but none of us i'm not making it to 2099 i will never know who the athlete no, no, will, no, no. well maybe i'll again, know but i'll never get to see them it's it's not supposed to make sense it's about it sounds sexy it's not supposed they, they they know it doesn't make sense. <laughs> they know this. So 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 okay. If a player from nineteen twenty was called the player of the century in nineteen twenty, mm. would anybody take him seriously over Pele, Maradona, Zidane? No, we wouldn't. Unless he just had some crazy stats. And maybe Ronaldo has the stats over the first twenty years to where it'll hold up over time. 
But come on, that's a lot of time. Like, okay, let's if if we want to use the last century to be instructive. When did when did Pele emerge? Fifty fifty eight. So that's thirty eight years from now. When when did Maradona emerge? I want to say maybe eighty two, early eighties, I think. That's sixty two years from now. If we're just kind of transposing the twentieth century onto the twenty first, when did Zidane emerge? Nineteen ninety five. That's seventy years from now. That's a lot of time. <laughs> now again, maybe Ronaldo is just so clear from two thousand to two thousand and twenty that nobody can beat him. I'd kind of argue Messi's more of the player of the century anyway, but. Either way, that's so that's so much time that I I don't understand why you would do that. it's it's like I don't, I can't tell if it's arrogance or stupidity or just kind of just clever yeah. marketing or whatever it's, it is. No, no, it's it's marketing. But it can't I can't I can't call it clever because it's dumb. It's no 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 it's. <laughs> do you think Ronaldo fanboys give a damn? <laughs> They've won because once you say player of the century. Ronaldo fanboys will take that on their dumbass Twitter threads. I'm like, well, how many players of the century was was Messi? Well, Messi was never was a player of the century. And boom, there, there you go. I don't like this. It's marketing. I don't and care. my thing about it is that we're living in an era where people, these awards just keep on getting created left, right, and, and, and center. And my thing about it is that you can see like Cristiano really, really likes these awards. Oh, of course. Like you could just see how happy he is to receive. Do you want to know when I knew Ronaldo was like vain to a point that I don't like? Do mm. you remember when that statue of him came out? That was like a really bad one. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And he like took it down in his airport, and they had to make a new one. Mm. It's just a statue, bro. Like they actually had to like maybe okay, it was maybe, really bad, man. Maybe it was, it was really so bad, bad that you had to take it down. No, no, no. Come but on. I was just that like, was a really bad statue. You can't care that much. There's no way you could care that much. No, no, no. If someone made a statue like that of me, bro, I am, and that thing's getting torn to shreds. <laughs> no, that statue was awful. I didn't think it was so bad that it you was had bad. to take it down. Bro. Oh, no, come on, it was bad. <laughs> it was really bad. No, because I had to do a story for it for my part-time job and everything, and then we were even saying in the office that it was horrible. Nah, it was horrible. It was, you know, it was bad. <laughs> now maybe the image of the statue in my head isn't better than what it was, but yo, yo, pull up an image and maybe I'll I'll revise that. I'm just doing that right now. <laughs> Come on, you know me, man. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm... <laughs> <laughs> the, the thing on the left is a completely different. The person. thing on the left looks more like Ronaldo than the thing on the right, but the right one looks better. And like I, it's you know, better the, right, the, right, the right one looks like David Beckham. Yeah, the one on the right does not look like Ronaldo at all. The one on the left has better features. It's just, it's a bad face. Bro, the one on the left is trash. <laughs> it looks, but it looks more like Ronaldo than the other one. See, to no, me, no, it's no. not that bad. It's just like, they, all you had to do was close his mouth. It's the smile. No, but, but do you know what it was? Because everybody mocked it. And people were actually <laughs> making memes about it online. And once people are mocking something like that, you're like, you know what, take it down, man. Because that's just... Because I don't want to be like a laughing stock. Because people just were mocking it. But like, this is one of the worst statue renditions ever seen. Let's let's take some questions, man. Um, so live chat. This is your last opportunity to yeah, ask man, us a live question. Chats, man. Ask, actually, you know what? We'll take a few minutes. Ask us anything you want. So guys, send in questions, man. Send Would you want a statue questions. of you? Mm, if you could, if it was made by a Nigerian and it was in bronze, 
then yes. So wait, but you but you've seen the the bronze carvings that's those ca- Caucasian stole. Yeah, the the from, Benin bronzes from the Benin. I know that's that, that's where my my dad is from, the Benin Empire. Ed, I saw State. that France is giving some of theirs back, or maybe they're giving all of them back. You, you, you know what they wanted to they said they wanted to loan it back to Nigeria. <laughs> like the freak. Um, oh, okay, this is interesting. What you gonna do for New Year's? Sleep. I have to work on New Year's Day though. Wow, really? Yep, yep. New Year's Day, I'm gonna work. I mean, obviously, you know, New Year's Eve is um, Dogout's Q and A and Complicated Chelsea Show. So, really? We have one on New Year's Eve. Yep. Damn. Because yeah, so days. Eddie's gonna be in 2021 while we're yeah, in 2020. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wow. <laughs> but yeah, for New Year's Day, I'm gonna sleep. Although sometimes it's difficult because of the fireworks and things, but there's like a period when when you're a kid where you want to stay up past midnight, mm. but now I'm at a point where I just want to go to sleep. I don't <laughs> care. Like I'll wake up. Most influential African player. Waya. I, I bet you're going to say Drogba. <laughs> I was thinking Waya. Oh no no! What's it called? You know the reason why I like AC Milan or the one of the things I like was because of George George Waya. Or Miller, based on Cameroon in the World or, Cup. Or was it Miller? Okay, hold on. Damn. All right. There's been a lot, actually, the more I think about it. Eusebio has to count because he was born, I think, in Mozambique. So that counts. I know he played for Portugal. Oh, yeah, Eusebio. I forget if it, I forget if it was Angola or Mozambique, but I think it was Mozambique. Oh, no, no, no. But I think where, 100%. Like, even before he became president, like, the stuff that he was even doing for Liberia and helping Liberia and so forth by using his influence as a, as a player, it was, it was key. Um, Wait, what was it? Uh, uh, let's see. The price just went up. <laughs> <laughs> did you know what? Did you know what was so funny? Is if I like, say, Great. yeah, yeah, I'm like, you, you've not been on the cricket Chelsea fan show. I'm like, hey, look, sorry, it's look, look, man. I mean, I'm, I'm having calls and sponsors and everything. I don't really like. But you know, it's true. It just takes one video because he, because yeah. you know something like even when he was talking, I was like, this is gonna be a moment because I was like, I was trying to hold it in. But then as it was good, I was like, I'm just going to bust a laugh again, man. Because <laughs> I'm like, because it, it was It's so actually real. good you didn't have me on then. Because I would have just been in the background just dying. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> What's your prediction for 2021? In in what sense? General sense. Football sense and general sense. Mm. Depends on the, on the vaccine. Yeah. That's the, you see, 2021 I don't is think about 2021 is going to be drastically different from 2020. Oh, so still lockdown, restricted, I, yeah, no I, restaurants, I think, no fans. Yeah, because yeah. I don't think people are going to be adhering to it, like the lockdown measures and stuff. So, If you were son, would you move out of Tottenham to a bigger club? I don't think I, I would. I would. I mean, it I depends would. on how bigger the club that's coming after me is. No, for, for me, like, if... Because technically, if, Arsenal's a bigger club than Spurs. Don't get mad no, but, at me. But, but for me, I think he... In if it's a Madrid, if it's a, a, a Barca, trophy. if yeah. it's a Bayern, go. No, for me, I think because, see, there's, like, for instance, like Harry, like Harry Winks, stay at Tottenham. I mean, if it's a club that can actually offer you something, specifically trophies, yeah, because, again, Tottenham are not going to get a trophy. I have a question. If you were some, would you move from Tottenham to PSG? Yes. Son is a superstar, and he's a superstar that Tottenham don't want to really fully embrace. And I think that if he goes to PSG, basically PSG would love that signing because PSG are actually 
a club that really are about marketing. Uh-huh. So it would work. Imagine these Korean fans and you know, I marketing. Saw, I saw a special about Sun's popularity in Korea. Bro. Insane. The, Bro. The, the, the amount of attention, like I'm sure you know about like K-pop and stuff like hey. that. He's and, basically and one of those like, um, times the, two. The gaming community as well. Like um, there's this thing called StarCraft where gamers are like superstars there where they earn millions. But do you know how popular that guy is in Korea? It is basically, for PSG, that would be a marketing dream. Tottenham just, see for, for Tottenham, they've really embraced, for them it's, it's Harry Kane, he's, he's one of our own, all that, all that kind of stuff. But Son is the guy, because first of all, he's already amazing. He's already core quality. He could really score goals. That is a marketing gold mine that you have there. Because look at BTS. Mm-hmm. They're the biggest band in the world, <laughs> you know. And the kind of hype that this guy generates is, is insane. It's, it's crazy. So There's a reason, I think, why Sun won the Puskas Awards. One, that was a really good goal against Bobby. Oh, but goal, yeah. still, it I think sense. there's more like political stuff behind it. <laughs> kind of like how Salah won instead of Gareth Bale or Ronaldo. Um, all right, one one more question, and we'll, we'll we'll dip. What will football be like in fifty years? You know, I'm I'm I'm, I'm worried. Do you know? Okay. Oh, I have one answer for this. I won't hmm. speculate further than my answer, but I'll let you go first. I'm looking at America, and football is still growing. Football hasn't plateaued yet. It's still growing. And more and, and I think more and more people are realizing how big football is. Look at troops. That happened what last year. So the guys, are, so guys in America, because it was I think America have the most billionaires in any country in the world. So America, like yeah, we can be as we can be like yo USA, um, what's it called Super Bowl and everything. But Americans are not stupid. And one thing about, about America that I know is that they are not about. Oh, you are this and the other. That's about money. Who makes the most money? So with football getting so much more bigger, I do believe that in 50 years, man, I will be shocked if we still have this league system of separate leagues. I think the way clubs will be will be different. I think the way that we consume football matches will be totally different based on the evolution of the internet. But I think specifically the game of football for sponsorships and adverts is going to be different. I'll be shocked if we still have 90 minutes, adverts at halftime, and then that, that's it. Nope. You'll be seeing adverts inputted into games. There's going to come a moment where there's going to be a massive kind of pushback and so forth, but they'll push through and you'll... So basically, the way a football match is going to be presented will be totally different. Okay, so. firstly, in 50 years, I'll be 80 years old. So. Damn. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's that's already scary. I think... Ronaldo and Messi won't be as relevant in 50 years. And I'll tell you why. You know how people complain about yo Pele played there was no offside. It's a joke, but people say it. Yeah. There's no there was no offside. They played in black and white. Ooh. They played with socks as someone said. Pe- Pele didn't play against uh you know elite competition. It's a falsity. Uh all these kinds of things. What happens? when in 50 years the champions league doesn't exist and all these records of like 
or La Liga doesn't exist in the same way that it does now. Or, you know, just basically all the goal records have to be changed because we don't play the UEFA Champions League anymore. We have some Super League or some different version of determining who's great and who isn't. There's going to be some next player X who's the best at whatever version football is in 50 years. And some 18-year-old is going to be like, no, this is my GOAT. And some 80-year-old person or some 70-year-old person who's going to be like, no, Messi is the GOAT. Ronaldo is the GOAT still because he scored Champions League goals. And then they're going to tell him... (laughs) The Champions League doesn't mean shit. <laughs> we do it this way now. So fuck yeah. you and your Champions League goals. I don't care about the Champions League. What will always exist, however, is the World Cup. <laughs> the World Cup will always be around. No, no, no. So I suspect in 50 years, the landscape is going to be so different. No, but also, especially if there's like a Super League. Because they'll be like... Oh, he's all Champions League goals. Who, who, so you're playing farmers like Rosenborg, Malmo, and so forth. Exactly. What the, the same way people discredit Pele for playing the Brazilian league now. Oh, he was playing against shoemakers in the Brazilian league. Okay, fine. But let's go and count how many goals Ronaldo scored Look, against man, Krasnodar. I can't wait until we do uh, how good it was because I want to get into that, that research. A lot more. So let's go because that thing. When we really do that, let's just get into this whole. So yeah. No offside playing with socks, farmers, and so forth. Because I have my my theory to to counter that. This but... is why Ronaldo winning the Euros is important because that competition will stay around, I think, mm. and the World Cup will always stay around. Obviously, there'll be different formats. Thirty six teams. Who knows? It'll end up being sixty four teams or whatever it is. Mm. But the World Cup will always be the World Cup. So that's why. You need that one if you're Messi or Ronaldo. You guys got one more chance, I think. So you better get it done in two years. <laughs> if not, his, the history will not be kind to the Champions League statistics, I don't think. So people now, oh man, Drogba won Chelsea the Champions League. What is that going to mean in 50 years if the Champions League no doesn't Champions exist? League. I wonder. And, and the 20-year-olds, who obviously would always rule the social media at time, would be like, Champions League, shut up. So, so you 70, 80 year old saying, Oh no, but Christian, I'm like, man, 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 old man, shut up. Oh, you no, freaking but, old have man. I put it this way How much stock do people put into the European Cup? It's the same competition, but people still kind of, it's like on the outskirts because it's not the Champions League, it's just called the European Cup. The same way some people will say Chelsea, uh, they won the Premier League for the first time in 2005. Well, there was a thing called the English First Division, and they mm. won that in 1955. But nobody really cares about that because it's called the English First Division. <laughs> it's the same thing yeah, for yeah, all yeah, intent yeah. and purpose. I'm talking about something totally different. Super leagues and people on high-speed rail and airplanes going everywhere. Who knows? You could have Real Madrid playing a team in America, and it's just everybody does the same travel. You know, they're going to play Toronto FC or somebody has to go to Tokyo. Like, you could have a worldwide league in 50 years if you have, like, the travel for it. I'm not thinking of, like, flying cars or anything like that. But the the, the same way the NFL wants a team in London. Who's to say that the Premier League will, or the English football won't, like, out outsource itself? And, hey, we'll put a team in Mumbai. We'll put a team in uh, Honduras. We'll put a team wherever. So I'm thinking, like, just if everything changes over the course of a half a century... I can't see how it can. The way that we judge football now, basically the arguments that we have now, probably totally irrelevant 
So you guys spent a whole hour arguing which was better, the Champions League or the World Cup? The Champions League doesn't even exist. <laughs> so I'd, I, I'm, I'd love to live long enough to figure Dude, out what but, happens next. Do you know what would be weird, though? Is all these messy Christopher boys, if they live that long, will be basically 70-year-olds. <laughs> so at 70, are you still going to hold on to your messy Cristiano nonsense at, at age 70? Because you're just going to be called an, Bro, an, an old weirdo. There's people right now that still hold on to Pele. The, we just saw what happened when Maradona passed away. Mm. Grown men were crying yeah. when they were walking past his. No, no, uh, no, 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 like, no, people are gonna hold on, bro. It, it, it's like I don't know what, what the, the, the name of this guy, the guy is called, but like this guy, always a much older guy on ESPN FC. He was like, nah, Pele. Like I don't want to hear. I mean, I respect Messi, Cristiano, but for me, like I don't want to hear anything. Like the kinds of things that he was doing, boom. So that's kind of our intro into <laughs> so, how so, good so, was that? Yeah, that yeah, really. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, this has been the Talking Tactics Podcast on Twitter at Talking Tactics, Instagram, Talking Tactics, SoundCloud.com slash Talking Tactics. If you're on Spotify, give us a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, subscribe. It's free. Leave us a five-star review and we'll read it on the show. Have hope. Where can people find you? Halfhopefootballhot.com. Conceal my socials and my contacts there, baby. Um, I'm at Daniel to look on Twitter. All the links should be in the description, hopefully. We will see you guys next week. Talking Tactics Podcast. Sometimes funny, sometimes serious. Always football. Sports Social Podcast Network.